0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Coffee Club Podcast. This is episode 66, the New Year's episode. Happy New Year's to everyone that's listening. We're recording this on New Year's Eve for the boys, and I guess it's the 30th for me. So end of the year time. So lots to recap. Lots happening. We're coming to you from three different countries today, which is a very impressive feat. We got Ollie Down Under in Tasmania doing a couple of races. Ollie's in Sheepland of New Zealand living it up and i'm george, george. what did i say ollie again <laughs> did i say ollie yeah. for both of them
1: sorry right,
2: right
0: all right all just multi-dimensional <laughs> right now well uh, done ollie
2: uh god i wish i was on but- the farm with george didn't get the invite sorry i'm so dark <laughs> but i am
1: not this only there, there is some sheep noise man. in the background
0: oh no, they just went quiet ambient sounds we could just have a 60 minute podcast of ambient george farm sounds that would probably do pretty well (laughs) honestly i should probably start a a channel
2: of that highest viewed thing
0: i actually like it's all it's all playing in my head now there's like those videos which are meant to be like slightly asmr relaxing and it could just be you on your farm with like a really good quality camera really good quality microphone like shirtless chopping wood or like shearing sheep or something that would that would get hits that would play very well
2: it sounds like a dream I had.
1: <laughs> that's something I should do. <laughs> Maybe I, I mean, yeah, if the I, running
0: yeah. doesn't go well, it's it's always there for you. That's the thing; it's always going to be there for we'll you. So how, just keep that in the we'll back. We'll see of how, how the mind. season
1: goes. It's always and in the snack box. That could be a little side hustle. Yeah. Or main mm-hmm.
2: hustle.
0: I think husky. people would pay. Would yeah, I think people would pay pretty good money for that. I think based on how much money people can make I, on OnlyFans. fans. Only, I mean, you I could, could literally I just could make that it it OnlyFans. Perfect mm, done. We're a bunch of entrepreneurs over here. This is just too easy. Check, just check, business check, ideas, million dollar ideas. Just every episode, every
2: episode, just popping out. Just. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna change the category on Spotify from us from sports to business after this episode because. <laughs> <laughs> it's about making money here at the Coffee Club podcast. I don't know, but I don't to, know to finish my intro, in
1: sports category sometimes.
0: <laughs> Dude, we're, we don't know anything about sports. So, but to finish the intro, I'm here in Boulder. I actually just got back a few days ago after Christmas. So we all are all in very different places. So, just to kind of get everyone situated, get some context, I think we'll do a little update, uh kind of like what the last week or two
1: has been for us. So, George, what are you up to these days? What am I up to? Mostly being at home Jenna was just reminding me I wrangled a sheep the other day had to catch a sheep I made it on Jenna's Instagram if you not saw that my dad had to we have one pet sheep at our house short <laughs> obviously there's a lot of sheep here do you guys all but take turns we have we have no, a donkey that's, that's you a
2: definitely t- t- you definitely take turns we have a pet donkey at home a donkey as well
1: yeah and but his mum oh. his mum died like quite a few years ago <laughs> when it, over like they lived forever that she was like 30 something but then he got super depressed and so dad went and brought so that's dad how it went and started. Brought one sheep home from the farm to the house just to live with the donkey because otherwise he was sad so and we named him jack and jill Did like the work? donkey's name was already jack and so i named the sheep jill and it worked now they're they're good friends but she needs sharing every now and then so i had to catch her in the padding that wow. was a, a funny activity think-
0: <laughs> Do you think that she prefers their life at the new life, or do you think they miss their old life on the farm? It's
1: a good question. She's still got a pretty good life. There's a nice paddock at home. She's definitely not tame yet, though. Yeah. Like she, she's still, she's still not very trusting. I had to really. Mm. She didn't want to be caught. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. <laughs> had to had to run her down and yeah, tackle pretty her. Pretty much. That uh, that's my oh. update. I think. <laughs> and the the training's been going well. Oh you training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Training. Been doing a bit of that too. Honestly, I think I'm adjusting yeah. to the humidity or the heat or something. I think I'm I'm doing better for once. I'm not getting as hot. Hell yeah. i'm also But maybe I've been like Dude. crushing these gel things at the same time. trying to help me out to get through my humidity issues. Hopefully I'm just adjusting. Yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah.
0: I'm sure you are. There is there is some science behind it, but I definitely felt the humidity when I was in Australia because for Ollie and I, we mentioned this last time, or the time before. It wasn't humid or warm at all. And then suddenly the day before Christmas, it just turned on. And running got I'm gonna say about twenty times yeah. harder. Just just like that. It got way it harder. So that
1: so. actually that's what oh, I want to yeah. know. I know it. I feel like laps. all the people want to know more. How many laps of Centennial Park did you run? In the short time <laughs> that you were home.
0: Yeah, I guess I guess my update is I did a lot of running in Centennial Park. So when I went home, I was just doing easy running because I had a sore knee. Well, I guess I technically still have a sore knee, but I had a sore knee for like all the forward training because I went too hard too early. And so when I went home, my goal was to get a better, to come back and crush some indoors. So I did all easy running, but good volume because I could handle that and i live about five to ten minute jog from centennial park which i would say is the premier spot to run in sydney and it's got this loop called the white fence which is probably the most popular spot to run it's a 3.5k loop on kind of like dirt and grass it's not actually the best surface anymore because i think the rain over the last couple of years has kind of messed it up a bit but. To me, it's just like the best spot to run because I can just switch off and do laps. And so if I did a long run there, rather than adventuring out, because you can do bigger loops of the park as well, I would literally just do seven or eight laps around this white fence. So I think in my time there, I must have done at least 30 laps, probably potentially even more, but I didn't become the local legend on Strava. I'm not sure how that works. Because that's kind of what my goal was to become the local legend. But I guess there are other people that have the same mindset as me and just go out there and crush the white fence every day. I mean, there was some lady who I know some of our listeners will know a lot more about this than I do, but she was running a marathon a day, I think, to raise money for something. And I know she was doing some of it in Centennial Park. So that was potentially my competition. Yeah, that's some stiff competition. I think... Yeah, I don't think she was doing it in the park every day, but... I think local legend uh, was, she was there at least too. once.
1: I think local legends like ninety days yeah. or something. So, if you if you stayed oh, for a bit longer, well then i was screwed. What about the uh, yeah? What about I- the fastest time? Who's got that around Centennial Park?
0: Definitely not me. People crush sessions around there. I think a lot of the time in my youth, and I'm sure it's still done today. We would do sessions on like the track, or it's like a grass track around there, and then. You would do just a loop of the white fence as like a threshold, but sometimes if you were feeling a little spicy, you would not really threshold it, and you would just do as quick as you could and try run as fast as you could around it and get those get that white fence p b down so people do it like a lot like people do very fast laps there very often, so I wouldn't be surprised if the if it's very quick i I reckon I probably am in the top twenty, maybe top ten on there, but to be honest I've trained with people that have done times around this so, so much quicker than i so maybe one day i'll go back and try get the uh, fastest known time around the white fans but honestly being back there training just running around there i think was so good i definitely think i could see myself in the future trying to spend more time back home during this christmas period to get the running on the grass and in the heat and humidity and just being home is so nice don't let it rich, so, yeah, that was awesome yeah <laughs> <laughs> Kaelin, don't yeah, he doesn't he doesn't like that as, as as george knows a little bit too well he doesn't like uh, spending too much time at home and uh, ollie also knows that very well so uh, <laughs> i haven't really had that problem yet but yeah it was so nice to be home good to be back here though back in the routine back in life here is very dialed in focused on running so for what we do it's very good very ideal so good to be back did my first workout yesterday just some 200s a little mini one it was so much snow i don't know if you guys saw it snowed so much (laughs) here two days ago like four or five inches inches at least yeah it was and it was not meant to be much snow. it was like maybe one inch type prediction and then it just snowed so much so ritz did a six hour shovel job on the track yesterday (laughs) to clear lanes one and eight so then we could do two hundreds on it and it was one of those days where the weather was actually fine so, it was so nice because it was blue sky, sun, decent weather, and just a shit ton of snow on the track. So, it was like very pretty, very cool. It was so, actually, yeah, that games. was really cool. Very fun.
2: Did anybody yeah, else use so. the track? Other than you guys? Yeah.
0: I can report Dom Scott from Team Boss was there. And I think a few Niwok kids were also there. So, it was okay. pretty chill. Though I don't th- I think a lot of people are out of town right now still. So, it yeah. was pretty pretty casual are they,
2: are they are they paying ritz for the job or who's who's covering that cost
0: <laughs> that's a great question i mean you do kind of get a bit like protective over it it's like because there was there was one kid on there who was i didn't know who it was like it was actually there was a couple and i'm like you do realize and they're just running in lane eight and it's not like they're in the way or anything but it's like do you realize dathan just spent six hours shoveling this yeah. i mean i'm sure they were this very.
1: there's got to be a bit away oh there's got to be a bit of oh, weight like, <laughs> like how they're not yeah. a motorized version
2: i mean, version? <laughs> I mean there that does not exist to definitely do it oh they have the money and but like to be honest if
0: my driving on the track rich should just put on the. Bike. if my
2: coach is back <laughs> yeah and if my coach's back breaks then i hope he's getting you know reciprocated some way by money from other athletes if he's shoveling this track for them but yeah, there's got to be. What about Weeding? I thought Weeding was going to be doing that role.
0: <laughs> I, I think that was in Weeding's job description. I'm not sure, but I think he's away on holiday right now, so he's uh, he's taking his okay. vacation Convenient. time. Good timing yeah. for it.
2: Yeah, it's yeah, great timing. But they do for have,
0: it. have. You guys have seen those machines that companies have where you just push it and it just it just shoots yeah, the snow like out. Eats to the, the side. snow
1: and then throws it out the side. That's <clears <clears how that much would be much machines? more efficient
0: probably within the budget probably spend our whole year's budget on it but list, if, if we it.
2: if we got a boost bro surely <laughs>
0: <laughs> probably cost about as much as a boost treadmill so definitely It'd probably, be, it. It probably half price
2: it the the definitely was, would come quicker yeah, than the boost did. yeah the boost so, <laughs> definitely would
0: but you know like do you know how dathan is though he loves that. he, he loves he's the grind. he loves that the fact that it took him 6 hours he's like wow i really put i really went out there and coached today <laughs> <laughs> you know, he wants to feel like he's working just as hard as the athletes and so like it means that when you go do a workout on there no matter how hard you go he's like well i just spent six hours shoveling the track so i actually worked harder than you today so i'm better than you so yeah, yeah just don't forget that yeah. classic ritz
1: i did i did if 200 yesterday but Big and one, so. i had to mm-hmm. like turn the hose on next to the track and just stand under it afterwards I was so hot it was like one of the just hottest days since opposite. i've been back yesterday
0: Yeah, that's a brutal – I mean, that's not the worst one, I guess, to do in hot weather. It's kind of a nice one. Session does kind of catch up to you. It's a nice one. When you get the recoveries going quick. But, yeah, so things are going well for me. But then the main person who's doing exciting stuff as of the moment is Ollie. If you follow our Instagram page or just running meter in general, you'd see that Ollie raced just two days ago. Was it two days ago or one day ago? Two days ago. Two. Yeah.
1: So he's still in. He's Ollie frozen right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's back. He's on the hotel. Can you guys Wi-Fi. hear?
1: Can you, so you can hear me. Ollie's right? doing a... On the, yeah, on the hotel Wi Fi.
0: You're back. But so Ollie raced a mile two days ago and he's got another race today. He's doing this on race day, which is pretty cool down in Tasmania at a couple of carnivores. But they're very unique races. They're, you want, You don't see races like them anywhere else in the world. Ollie, how would you explain the races that you're doing right now to to the listeners that have never seen it before. Cause it is very unique.
2: Yeah. I, it's interesting. Cause I, I would explain it as more of an exhibition um, because they, they, what they do is they've been doing this for probably, or, I mean, I went to, I'm in Bernie right now in Tasmania and um, I went to do like a kind of like a photo op uh, promoting the event with, with Stewie. And they took us into their little like clubhouse area where they have cycling, they have wood chopping uh, and they have running and they'd have that, it together with a carnival uh and they do it every new year's um and it's been going for hundreds of years like australia's history is not very hundreds. long but this has been going since like, <laughs> yeah you know, i was gonna yeah. say <laughs> yeah hundreds it's been for years, Like a big
0: call that's a big <laughs> no it's
2: been going it's been going like, i i literally went down there and i saw i'm pretty sure i saw athletes woodchoppers and cyclists when bikes were invented so in general it's been going for a very long time <laughs> <laughs> it's been going for a very long time just emphasizing that and they've done it every year and they've very been starting it very historic promoting it very excited about it. it's very unique to australia but the race that i do is the mile and it's a handicapped mile it's on a grass kind of like a cricket pitch so it's not exactly like a track it's a bit more of an egg kind of shape it's not you know you might have a bit of a straight but it's mostly a bend and um it's handicapped so what happens is um, they'll get, you know, they'll get somebody um, probably about oh, in the race at Devonport, there was about 27 people, I think. And I have 27 people in different marks around the track. And then they'll have somebody starting at scratch. So the people starting at scratch is the, actually running the mile, which is me and Stewie. And then the rest of the crew is like starting 30 meters ahead. 90 meters ahead, 140 meters ahead, and then it can go all the way around to a lap um, ahead. So, and what it does is it just engages the audience, gets people excited because they want to see who's going to win this handicap. Because uh, what happens is for, if it's done correctly um, and no one's, you know, forged their time or what their position is, everyone's supposed to finish around the same time or uh, all, all together. So it's, it's really exciting Gets the crowd uh, going. My race, I've never experienced anything like it, honestly. Like, I i haven't competed domestically in Australia except for nationals, which I don't really count. Um, just like a random race in Australia for a very long time. And um, the crowd that we had in Devonport, Tasmania, on a little island down from the mainland, was bigger than any crowd I've ever seen at nationals. It was a couple thousand. Um, it was... Unreal, really exciting. Big cheer came up for Stewie, the Tassie boy. Got, a, I got a little cheer as well, and the crowd got really into it. Um, it's pretty exciting, and uh, it was just a really, really fun event. I, uh, I just, I just don't understand like why they got such a big crowd compared to like nationals and other races that go on in track and field. But they got a massive crowd. It's really, really fun, and uh, it was like really hard. It was really hard race because you're running – it was very windy. You're running on like grass, but like I was wearing the, the cloud spike and the cloud spike's got all that foam and it just feels like you're sinking into the ground and also felt like we're running the same pace the entire time, but we're actually getting slower because we're running in lane three or lane four when we're passing people. So it was just, cra- just – crazy. it was a crazy arena. It was just such a different feeling and event because I remember in the race, I kind of just got out, got behind a badger. Adam Spencer, who is here running uh, these miles as well. So it was good to catch up with Adam. Um, got behind him, Stewie's behind me. We're coming around, and then near like from the second last lap to the last lap to go, everyone's together. And then you all of a sudden see, because it looks like we're not going to catch anyone, then all of a sudden we're catching everyone. And you get around the bend, and there's about 40 people there, and everyone's trying to get through. Um, it was really, it just made it's just very engaging, very exciting. And you wear different colour um jerseys depending on your your starting position. So people know where you started and you finish and then if you win the the uh handicap mile, you get like this beautiful like ribbon, like a mayor ribbon, and uh you win some money. So Bernie is apparently uh twice the size of, of Devonport. Bernie's the big one, it's the New Year's one, it's it's quite the went up there to check the grass. Um the grass track that we'll be running on, and I tell you what, it's any runner's wet dream. If Dathan saw it, he would be shaking in his boots because it's just beautifully, you know, maintained. All the lines are immaculate. It's just, it's a very old, it's very old but very well kept looking like cricket stadium, and uh like it probably for the three of us, we know what that means. The rest of the US probably won't. But um, if you see any photos from it, or I'm sure we'll find photos we can post on our social uh, after it's done. It's just a very like cool-looking um, stadium with old wooden beams and it's got like the clock at the top. And it's this very like uh, old-looking stadium. And I'll be running there tonight, which will be really exciting. They're supposed to get a crowd of about 5,000, so that's pr- pretty much the whole population of Tasmania will be there. Um, <laughs> in general, it will be really exciting. It's right on the ocean too. And uh, it's, Bernie's pretty much known for uh, having all these fairy penguins, little penguins come in. So all these penguins I saw last night were coming in from the ocean, feeding their babies and stuff. It was just a cool thing. Um, but it's right up there. And then they're going to have a New Year's kind of pizza and beers hang out for after the races and stuff like that. But uh, to describe the event as a whole, it's just like, I'd say an exhibition. It just like gets people excited about track, racing, pure racing. And uh, it creates this kind of, because the event with the mile, it's like four minutes. So it's four minutes of like, are they going to catch them? Who's going to win? Who's going to be able to finish off strong? It makes it more engaging and exciting than the standardized race where everyone starts in the same line and you know who's going to be at the front. You know who's going to p- potentially win. With these races, it's not expected that me and Stewie at scratch, they call scratch, which means at the mile um, start. It's not expected that Stewie and I will win, but we'll get close and it's maybe somebody else comes through and, and wins it and that's kind of what happened in devonport and it was really exciting and great to be a part of so um yeah i'm really enjoying it here i've definitely come back it's it's so fun tasmania is like really cool country uh country <laughs> really cool state <laughs> it, feels like a country, country, it feels like it's nah, own country it's a it reminds it, uh my mom said because i've actually never been to new zealand but my mom says it reminds me reminds her of new zealand just the way like the the coastline is and the way like everything is very chill and the looking like it's quite mountainous here quite undulating um very beautiful place uh at devonport we got good coffee club uh engagement got some stickers out there uh no one no one called me ollie it was all keith everyone called me keith all the athletes they said oh keith you're gonna squeeze this one and uh (laughs) i I got that like two or three times so it's good to see that we're getting a good response yeah. down there. Uh, <laughs> Sounds and, very and awesome. from the uh, from the Aussie Aussie track athletes. Yeah, it was unreal because uh, I mean, me and Stewie, um, we came into the stadium and this these parents with this uh, with their son, literally, they grabbed him and picked him up and just ran towards us before we got into the infield because that's where like all the athletes are. He's like, "Can you put like sign the sign the cap and get a photo?" And he was so nervous he didn't say anything, but it was just really cute. Like they had all the. <laughs> The uh the track fans down there excited, asking how Morgan's doing, asking how George's doing, asking about OEC and on and um same for Stewie with his with his uh crew. So very, very wholesome uh event. So it's very, very privileged to be here and to run at home and get a big reception. So it's been lovely so far.
0: Yeah. Wow, that was quite the recap. It sounds so fun. There's a lot to unpack there. I feel like we should say that Ollie did come second because I mean. he didn't, very humble, <laughs> yeah. didn't mention that he came second, which is not easy to do. And he was very close to catch. Um, how far in front did the the guy that won, how far in front did he start from you?
2: Uh, 140 meters.
0: <laughs> so Ollie <laughs> caught everyone except for one guy who it was just a couple of meters in the end. And Stewie, I think, was, was Stewie third.
2: He dropped right on your you shoulder, well. wasn't he? Fourth. Stewie was Stewie uh-huh. was fourth cuz uh I James think Hansen the guy that was I he passed did. I just uh James Hansen was fifth oh, yeah. I think cuz I I don't know I check in the results cuz Stewie said he got fourth he didn't get third that's what he said You were catching people guy, right Excuse me the guy that I passed Yeah so that was that's the exciting thing you're just catching all these people right at the last section of it um and I was able to hold off Stewie and I think the guy that I just passed at the end for second, I think he got third and then Chewy was fourth. Um, but uh, you all finished together, you know? So it's a bit of a chaos, but it's, it's really fun. I think you would love it, George. I think it's like, it's a George Beamish event. <laughs> I think George would be crushing a handicap. Lots of people grass, catch at the end. That does uh, that mile. Fun. Yeah. Just like the, the G up you get. Cause like you're running the race and, you're thinking like, oh, I'm not gonna win. Like, this is not gonna happen. Like, I'm just gonna try and like, for me and Stewie, it's like racing each other, you know. Mm-hmm. And then it got to the end, and then all of a sudden, there's about 20 people in front of you, and you just you're just running, running past them on the outside, thinking, oh, I'm feeling good. I can do this. I can, you know. You get the the that thing, you know, that energy of, did, of passing what Did you guys run and the momentum and everything on the
1: grass? And I could see- it was so four o
2: three, really? Yeah, four o three with. A massive, massive wind. Um, very windy and just running wide in lane two and three. So we actually yeah. put in a pretty big effort because uh yeah, it wasn't the condition it wasn't our world record conditions. No. Uh but it was Sean pretty- Williams would
0: debate that, but
2: Yeah, he would. But <laughs> in general it was That's it was all pretty, in i old coach. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: yeah. He would always it'd be like windy, rainy and just absolutely shit weather. And Sean Williams would go, it's world record conditions. And I think <laughs> yeah. it was a joke, but I don't know. Rain hail, anyway- rain or shine <laughs> there's smoke in the air just run through it um yeah yeah so honestly 403 with that wind and running in lane three and four like Stewie was running outside the entire time and i was taking most of the wind so it was like we were both facing challenges <laughs> in that race um but mm-hmm. it was an incredible experience a lot of fun i don't think like the one thing that they said is like time doesn't matter um you know try and win if you can but it's just really about turning up um you know, being a part of the, the race and really making it exciting for everyone to come out and watch. So that's what Stewie and I have been doing. And we got a really good reception in Devonport. They said that's the biggest crowd they've had uh since Kathy Freeman. So um that was really exciting. I was and watching then the um will be hopefully oh. is big.
1: Sorry. Ali. I was watching the stream. What what did they Later. um what was the introduction of Stewie? right on the line they they introduced you and oh, then oh it was like kind of muffled but apparently
2: it looked really so funny was, <laughs> no it was honestly the commentator this is the one thing and we'll get into this later because i i believe this is a problem in the sport the commentator was unreal like getting the hype getting the crowd feeling the excitement and i feel like commentators like in Australia for sport in the UK for sport do a great job of engaging the audience and getting them hyped and, and knowing when the moment is to hype a certain individual or a certain moment the Americans are terrible at it. commentating the Americans is so boring it's so basic it's so plain I love the way he commentated and brought it in because he literally went in and he goes there are very few people on planet earth that can run under 350 he didn't say four minutes he said 350 and then he said We are fortunate enough to have the two best athletes in the world at this event in Devonport, Tasmania. And then he goes through my kind of resume and then he says, we're very proud to have him here. Give him a warm welcome, blah, blah, blah. And then there's a massive roar in the crowd, right? Unreal. It was like beautiful. It was honestly, I didn't think I'd get much of a reception, but it was unreal. And then they got to Stewie and they're like, he's the king of King Island because that's where Stewie's from, (laughs) King Island and Tasmania. He's the king of King Island, the Tassie legend. Like they were just, all they're they naming him off like he's a boxer. <laughs> it was like a boxing intro. All these cool little like niches, you know, he's the Australian 1500 meter record holder. One of the best runners around Stuart McSwain. And then the crowd went up. The kids are like throwing up their little, um, like, uh, like the little books you get, the info books, they throwing them up in the air. They're going nuts. They're smacking the metal. There's like a metal uh fence around to protect from the bikes. Smacking the metal thing, going nuts. Ah, Stewie, Stewie. It was like he's in the Beatles. It was un- it was honestly, it was so <laughs> good. And I now I now know why Stewie goes back every year, because he's a Tassie boy. He's running at a very cool event and he gets people behind it and they get excited about track and field and they and they follow, you know, his career or they follow track and field in general. It gets people engaged. Um and it's a very rare thing what this event does is that it gets people excited to because you don't know what's gonna happen. Good, good track good, races good intros aren't are always race predictable and good intros are underrated. His intro for Stewie was honestly that commented a great job. Intro for me was great. He went through the field and noticed, like, noted a few cool things. But for Stewie and I, just like, routed us off like boxes that were were clashing together. And it just got people excited because in normal races, you know that if we're in a situation like that and you have two athletes of that caliber. You just don't, you just know that it's going to be one of them that's going to win. But with a handicap race, you just don't know what's going to happen. So it gets people really engaged. And that's why I love the event. That's why it's so different uh, to the others. So Bernie will hopefully uh, be the same. Apparently, Bernie is a lot, a um, lot bigger, a lot more exciting. Um, so that's going to be cool to see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, you've done like through describing that event, it's been just kind of a great job at highlighting some of the things I think that make racing or races so exciting. You know, you have the tradition of these races, especially when it's one like that where it's in a small small town or an island and it happens every year and it's a big celebration, big festival. Uh, The anticipation of that type of race, you're just not going to find that in a normal race here, right? When you just don't know who's going to win. And then I think, yeah, this the entertainment value of that and then also having the good commentating stuff. It just sounds like such a recipe for... Such a good time, which is essentially what we're trying to achieve and find in the sport. You know, we're we're out here racing and we, we obviously really want to just like be very good at running. But I think for all of us, it's like the races themselves and having those moments be as special as possible is the highlight, kind of the pinnacle of the sport for us. It is interesting, though, like, do you guys think that because you can only run so many handicap races in a year? It's not like it wouldn't be as exciting if every race was run like that. Uh, do do you know what i mean like it only kind of works as a as a more trivial special thing to do i don't know do you think like you can do more stuff like that because people have tried to do that they have the elimination miles and stuff but it's hard to find like a balance between just traditional boring races and doing this other stuff i'm not sure what like the best way to go about it i guess this is just brainstorming for the The super the 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 super sick distance league i think
2: that's what do you guys I mean, think? I, reckon, yeah. I reckon you just, should add it. I yeah. reckon there's something you could add.
1: I think the thing that makes those kind of things cool is that they are one offs, but there's also, there's like different variations of, you can have 10 different one offs and that makes each of them good. Like you have a handicap one, an elimination one, like any, you know, road ones, as opposed to doing the same mm-hmm. race every single time.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, you can. if
0: you're creative, you can do it so many different ways. You don't need to
2: overdo it, but just do it the right amount, you know?
1: Like running is so simple. One question that I have... Running is so simple. Like you can... There's so many different ways you can spin it. Like we're not Mm for... The fact that we do the same thing every time is, is quite limiting.
0: Makes it a little bit boring, in fact, at times. But one question I have, Ollie, is how do they actually decide what your handicap is? Because... I'm looking at – so like you and Stewie are running your PBs within the last year, but it's not like every – some a lot of the athletes, especially some of the older people in that race, might have PBs that are way quicker than what they've been able to run in the last year or two years. How do they decide exactly what your handicap should be?
2: Yeah, that's the issue. So, I mean, they, they pretty much just go off the idea of like, okay, well, you have two runners that run to 350. And then they pretty much look through athletes' PBs and then say, okay, this is where they probably should be. Or I know this athlete's running better than that. We'll put him here. Um, like certain markers for the meters. It's it's That's one of those things where you just don't know if this is going to be somebody that finishes and then you finish like 10 seconds later. You just don't know because you don't fully have all those athletes like where they're going to be or where they're going to be at. Like the most reliable – Athletes to know where they're at is probably Stewie and I, just because of all the racing we do, uh, where we're at fitness-wise, stuff like that. So it's much more difficult to have, you know, not not trying to be disrespectful at all, but like some random guy that comes in, probably been training really hard. He says he's, say he says he's a four, uh, four thirty miler, but he's actually a four twenty miler. But they're gonna go off the four thirty miler um, saying, so they'll put him in a four thirty miler handicap even though he's probably a 420 miler so it really from that it goes to the to the next one where for example um the bloke that won devonport i think he's run a few years he's done it for a few years and he's been close to winning but he's never actually won and this year he was able to win i think from that they look at him and go okay he's doing really well we'll check how he's doing next year and we're going to change his handicap so they might do stuff like that but it's mostly just based off where they think people will be and it's mostly just an it's an estimate. It's not really like an actual measurement, but an estimate. And usually it pays off. Sometimes it doesn't. Whereas Devonport, from what I was told, it actually was quite well estimated. Um, and I, Bernie will find out. But uh, yeah, it's hard. The, the easiest people to measure is the people that are on scratch because you know they're probably going to catch most of the field. But the other people that are in the middle, you want to kind of give them a shot to win uh see bring the best kind of racer out of themselves but also you don't want it to be like an absolute killing where they're one by 15 10 seconds and the rest of the field is still coming through so it's a fine line but i feel like they've worked it out pretty well and they know all the athletes going into that kind of race and they are able to adjust and estimate uh, as close as possible to where everyone would finish together
1: it's cool that you can also have interesting girls in the race too just remembering that. Yep. Is the, so there's not a separate, yep, there's a few girls. Is there yeah. a separate girl winner or it's just one winner?
2: There is a separate girl winner. Um, and, but what they're going to try and do now is they'll have uh, more money. I think they're going to try and do more money in the pot. So there'll be more money to put out for top five or top six, or whatever. to hopefully put more girls in the race too, because I think girls have won this race before. Um, it just depends on their – obviously, they have like a lap handicap or a lap plus, some of them or some of them, are very good and they have maybe 300 meters, 350. Uh, if they can do that and then they get more girls finishing the top five, they would make more money than just giving them the um, individual men and women because it splits it in a way in which like if you had say you had uh, three grand for the winner and then it's two grand, one grand and the w- women got third. If it's instead where it's like, you know, six, four, two, she gets two grand instead of one. They're they're trying to do that um, because she would win more money if she's finishing in that top five, which I think most girls should be. Um, But it's all kind of interesting because they're trying to get more women involved with it because I think they're like, mostly the men win that kind of race because they're chasing people. And if you're a woman, you're going to be, you know near the front and you're going to be chased and you're trying to get through the you know it's it's a lot harder mentally for the women to to kind of push through whereas the people behind have the advantage of of tracking everyone trying to get through the field uh but they're trying to kind of get more women involved and and hopefully get them to to get the incentive financially to to finish in that top five even if they don't win which hopefully they, they can but to tradition that top five and and make a bit more money. So I think that's their plan moving forward, but they're they're in talks about it. They haven't changed anything yet, but women win separate money, uh, in those races.
0: Yeah, that is very interesting. I didn't think it does make a lot of sense. How, despite the fact that you have to pass a lot of people being at the back is a bit of an advantage to that. You do have people to catch the whole time. Whereas if you're starting at the front, starting as the front marker, (laughs) would be the worst because then you just have the whole field behind you and you're like well i'm starting in first place i can only do the same or worse you know i'm only gonna get i'm only gonna go down from here probably and just get caught by a bunch of people so that would actually be a lot of pressure i didn't really think about it from that perspective but it is very interesting to think about the different dynamics that come into play in a race like this is there how are you feeling for today's race now especially after racing one you know your first time doing that Do you feel I mean, pretty much, I think you always knew that you and Stewie are just going to be running and as hard as you can, essentially, to catch everyone. Is a, you got any different vibes in the race today compared to the last one? Like, what's the, what's the race plan?
2: Uh, honestly, like, yeah, I definitely got a good, much more good feel to it. Um, I, I'm definitely treating it more as like a fun thing than like more of a competitive thing. Um, Cause I think they're putting us, Stewie and I together and like, like for example when we were doing the photo shoot they tried to do like a boxer thing where we're like we're facing each other looking at each other and they're taking (laughs) photos and me and stewie just kept pissing ourselves laughing we thought it was the funniest thing ever like i couldn't look at stewie's face seriously because he'd just look at me and they're like oh can you guys act like you're talking shit to each other and (laughs) stewie and i just go yeah right yeah right and then he just started laughing because just not the type of athletes we are but um i'm definitely going to be excited going into it because i think the energy that you get from the crowd and the anticipation of like how many athletes you're going to pass, you're going to get close to win. It's all really exciting and it's more engaging than going out, being at the front and then kind of worried, you know, who's going to pass me, that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm going to try and take the inside depending on the wind, you know, who's in the front, who's behind. It doesn't really matter. I'm just going to go out there. I noticed and one through. time
0: you you went super wide and still he went into lane one. He was pretty yeah. smart with it. I don't, I don't know if you know the time I'm talking about. He was being no, I don't I know. That.
2: He also got knocked uh, 600 to go, which I think lost a lot of rhythm for him. But um, I don't know who knocked him. Uh, but yeah, he got knocked, and yeah, for me, it's just going to be going through and trying to race and trying to beat Stewie. It's the same kind of plan, but it'll be a lot of fun. Hopefully, the weather isn't too bad. Um, it's predicted to be a bit. Win- it's always windy because it's right like on the on the coast. Like the stadium is literally, if you like leave the stadium, you you'll fall in the water. So. Maybe in general, if it's too one. windy, yeah, uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah. And the one thing I was thinking about with pacing, though, like I was going through it in my head. I don't know if you guys would agree with this, but thinking of pacing wise, like I have people in front of me that I can just move forward with, which I kind of tried to do. Whereas, like if if I just went behind Stewie, I'm just going to be in lane three, lane four, like sitting behind him, while he's moving through the field. Whereas I felt like maybe I had a bit of an advantage there because I was just moving through different individuals using them to get to the next one kind of thing. But um, yeah, I'm just going to go in and just run, run as best I can or thinking the best I can. Cause my strength at the moment is quite, quite good. Um, I think I can, can run quite well at the moment. Uh, so be interesting to see, but yeah, I'm just ex- excited to go in there, give it a good crack and, and see what happens. It's, I think it would have been great to have more of the OEC athletes down here and and do a handicap. It would have been really fun and interesting to see how all the boys, and the ladies, yeah, pen really. I would not want to start a few meters ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, that was so yeah. I would just, just be like, like, I just no, we, like
1: this the whole time. No, would you would just start, catch us in one? Lap. Yeah, she
2: only would get me. Would in, you want to start with me? Whoa, well, would you want to start with me though? Well, not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the, no, but this is I this is the thing though. So a lot of athletes. A lot of athletes like they'll not jog, but they'll take it. They'll wait until we pass, and then they latch on after that.
1: Yeah, I think I would. I think I would run less. I would
2: definitely do that. (laughs) Yeah, they've run less, so their legs are fresher. So they'll 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 run it, but they'll wait until they get caught, and they'll latch on behind, and then they'll wait till the end, and they know that they have fresher legs than you. So you could use that Mm -hmm. as well. But little 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 treat.
0: That was I was very impressed. For anyone who didn't watch the race ollie and stewie did actually get to sit on because you would expect the back markers are just always catching everyone they did actually get to sit on adam spencer the wisco boy for the first once they caught him for a lap or two laps. mad respect to him he wasn't looking about he was going getting after it so i was like damn go adam and that was pretty nice for you because then you had to lead less he was pretty much
2: pacing us yeah
0: (laughs) did he did he end up finishing well i'm sure he did
2: yeah i'm sure he did i I, everyone finished together so like he could have been like between half a second difference and you would have been top 10 so yeah
0: yeah makes sense well again um very excited to watch you race it's going to be another great matchup best of luck with that one and Mm -hmm. i hope i'm sure they probably do some amazing celebrate new year's eve celebrations after it. that's such a big night in australia i guess literally all around the world what's the what's the plan for that just go have a party
2: Fireworks, pizza, beers, good time. My parents are here, so my dad says he wants to get liddy, which means a beer, a, a slice of pizza, and going to bed at nine. So, um, I'm excited about the race, <laughs> yeah. I going to say, he's probably gonna have to wake, stay up a little bit later, but in general, yeah, like I think it's gonna be pretty chill here because it's a very quiet beach town, like, population is not big, there's not many places open. Um, so I'll be, I'll be cruising. I'm probably just going to look for more penguins. So that's my plan. Go ride right, a penguin. Penguins. Yeah. Take one back to Boulder with me. That'd be, be Gus's friend. Yeah. Gus. Gus no. the other penguin. Gus update. He's with, uh, he's with Alyssa. Um, he's doing great. Too well, I think. I don't think he's going to want to come back and hang out with me and Morgan because he's currently living with uh, Alyssa and this is zach snyder's girlfriend um yeah i'm I'm looking forward to seeing him but i think he's going to not be feeling like he's looking forward to seeing us because he's getting treated pretty well getting looked after she treats him
0: very well she treats him yeah very well and he loves the ladies Mm. so like like a queen be depressed for a bit when when he comes back yeah (laughs) So that's that. Um, I guess by the time this this episode comes out, it'll pretty much be like race time. So we'll get to see the results and all that. Hopefully Oli has crushed it. But yeah, just a really cool thing to be able to do to take a part in. So pretty awesome that you ended up getting to do that because obviously being based in America, not very easy to go back and do a race like that in Tasmania during this time of year as we get ready for indoors. So that's the update on what's going on with all of us. Some exciting stuff. And kind of the only other other thing that we wanted to talk about today, and we don't even we didn't fully decide how we want to do it, is being the last episode of the year, most podcasts, media outlets doing some form of a year year recap, and we did a pretty good job of it last year, doing a year recap, and then also looking forward to the year ahead this year I don't know if we're we've gotten dumber in the last year or we've been less observant because. There's just like, there was so much stuff that happened this year, but it's really hard to reflect on it and think about like what, what I thought the coolest moment was, because I mean, at the time, obviously there are a lot of stuff that happened where I was like, wow, that was cool. That was crazy. But it's like thinking back on it now, it all just melds into, I don't know, the same, just, just another year in the life. I guess we're just getting too used to it. But do you guys have anything that, I mean, we can say anything like the most special moments of the year, anything that was. You can go like underrated overrated type stuff. I mean, to me, the one thing that did pop out as kind of like the craziest thing that happened in the year. And this is such a weird thing for it to be was Devin Allen's false start. Even though like, yeah. it's like not a good, it's, it's not an achievement or anything. So it feels weird to be like, wow, that was like, to me, like the craziest thing that happened. And it's just because he didn't actually false start. <laughs> like he didn't false start and then he got in trouble for false starting and then that was the end of his running career I mean I'm sure he I wouldn't be surprised if he's back but that was like how his track career end, like went out this year before going to play football and he's one of the best 100 meter hurdlers of all time and it was just the fact that it could play out like that was just so so silly so funny but I mean such is life I guess but yeah what comes to your guys minds Ollie, what do you got?
2: Uh for me
0: Besides besides honestly, your own winning the com- I mean obviously obviously we should preface this by saying obviously the best moment of this year was when Ollie won the Com games goal, I think. <laughs> that goes yeah, that without honestly, saying. So
2: my moment. Yeah. My my moment though. Um which I mean, you know, it's just another race, whatever. Joe Klecker winning the 10K for me was like one of the biggest moments for me, like watching track. Um, I thought that was so fucking sick when he beat Grant Fisher because um, he's a guy who we've known through, you know, his training always turns up, amazing teammate to run with, um, but he's always finishing second. He's always podium. He's never winning at that high level. NCAAs, he was second in cross. You know, he was second to Morgan the 5K indoors. Like, he was always there, but he never had that moment. And he was able to have that moment in one of the the biggest races of his career. It was the 10K US uh, Championships, beating Grant Fisher in Eugene, Nike everywhere, on crossing line first, unreal. Um, I thought that was a pretty amazing moment to see Dathan's reaction, to see Bauman's reaction next to us. Just felt good. So... (laughs) For me, that was my moment of track and field, like the moment I think about the most was like, that was a very special uh, thing to be witnessing to spectate and obviously have some sort of connection with. So I love that thing and I, I was yeah. so happy for Joe when he won. So that for me is my moment of 2022 was was uh, Klecker's win at the 10,000 meter, um, uh, well, 10,000 meters in the championships for US, so.
0: The way that one played out was amazing as well, I think. You guys were both there in person to watch that, right?
2: Yeah. We were, yeah. We were.
0: So, and it's like a 10k. So there's so much and and it was a slow 10k as well. So there's so much anticipation building, but then the fact that Joe went to the front, I think did he go to the front with 800 to go? He he went to the front like a bit earlier. It wasn't just like a last minute type thing and he went and just controlled it. And then the whole time there's all these amazing, such good runners behind him. So you're just like nervous that there's so many people still in the race, and in a slow 10k, it's kind of like anything can happen. So so much anticipation, and then especially then in the last 100, it looks like Grant's gonna like kick him down, and then Joe, just like finds another gear Come and gets through. it done. That no, that was through.
2: amazing. That's gonna be a great yeah. rematch. So next year. That's a
1: great
0: choice.
2: Yeah, yeah, it will be a great rematch. Joey gets it
1: done again. Do do, do I need my yeah. My twenty 20-
2: Um
1: if you got it if you got if anything. I got anything. <laughs> you know, I, I don't have that many nothing like springs to mind apart from the fact I think there were only two two races where I was emotional enough to shed some tears. <laughs> that that I feel like that should be the the main moment then. Those were That's a good barometer. Both during Ollie's races. I don't even like Ollie that much. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes <laughs>
1: Serbia yes. Ollie's indoor final don't even know why Serbia sucked
2: <laughs> oh yeah indoor final yeah. and oh, game d- I completely uh,
1: those George, two races this is a thing Only I forgot like we cry. went
2: to Serbia and you got COVID you yeah. got COVID after Serbia all that shit you went through and then you got COVID
1: <laughs> so those do you God,
2: think that, that was you were such an experience this is
0: this is like a super random aside do you think that you were jet lagged when you were in Serbia, George, um,
1: jet lagged? No, I don't think so. Because we went to Munich for a okay. week. Okay, so Munich then was great. this doesn't
0: count because I, I have a I have a random theory right now that you cry a lot more when you are jet lagged. Because I went and saw Black Panther two last night, and I was really jet lagged, and I just <laughs> cried like a lot during the movie. And I'm like, I never normally cry during movies, so it was crazy. like I mean, it, obviously Black Panther two is going to be kind of sad because of all the context around it, but. Sorry, that was a random aside. You, you, those were some real tears. You're right, shirt. Morgan. That wasn't just jet. Lag. No,
2: I'm,
0: it was just the jet lag. I swear.
2: <laughs> okay, okay. I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. Just I've never, I've never seen or heard you cry, and then you cry at a Marvel movie. It's just uh, obviously the context. But, I'll tell you. Yeah. I'll tell you
0: when I. And the thing is, I don't even like Marvel. The, the, the time when I cry the most is actually when I'm watching movies on planes. I'm really. There's some theory formulating my head right now, and I, I don't know what it is, but it's it's all coming together. Something about movies and travel equals an emotional Morgan, I guess. That's that's the hypothesis right now. We'll have to do some more testing in the those are the ingredients. coming months. Yeah. But sorry, sorry, I interrupted you, George. You were talking about how inspirational Ollie was. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't I didn't
1: say that word. <laughs> that's not what I said. Yeah, I <laughs> <My bad. laughs> no those i think those were i don't know why the serbia one for some reason com games one's obvious but i think those are the only two races i cried at during the yeah so
2: there you go ollie wait
0: Ollie oh, comes out i changed my phone once again
2: i changed just to let you guys know i my phone has like a lock screen thing where it changes from photos oh no it changed wait <laughs> what was it
0: Oli is showing us a picture of his of his phone right now. But I saw it. Was it the wedding one or?
1: Yeah, it just there we go. Oh, I saw cried at Joe's wedding a little bit. I think. Nice. Oh, the, boys. the boys. The boys.
0: Another great moment of yeah. the year. We should reflect on. Yeah. Sage and Joe getting married. That's pretty big.
2: Yeah, uh, right. the, big, the about- biggest wedding of the century, in my opinion.
1: Enough about twenty twenty two. Should we have our twenty twenty three predictions to finish?
2: Yeah.
0: Let's we go. Should. Let's do Actually, it. Actually, wait, just to take a step back, just a very quick one. George and I did not finish our Mountain Dews <laughs> from last year for our team listeners. <laughs> and so Ollie did donate the money. Just so just to tie
2: up that loose
1: end. <laughs> Good idea. We I donated not, the money. I don't think either of us even, even I started do, our I Mountain didn't do. have a single set.
2: No, <laughs> So what I think it got used at the gala and uh, the gala party that we had, gala part two. Uh, But I'm pretty sure when we moved into 89th Street, Longmont House, um, I asked you guys like very straightforward, are you going to drink this for the charity thing? And you both said, absolutely not. So I just donated (laughs) straight then and there because I was like, oh, I might as well just donate and then it's done. It's out of my out of my uh, head and i can just move forward with it um but uh yeah i don't i think that mountain dew is gone now or well, it's off it's probably yeah. expired i guess mountain dew probably doesn't get expired but i don't
0: know yeah for the, for those who don't know the quick recap is that for christmas last year all each gave us a big bottle of mountain dew and said now that i'm reflecting on this it doesn't really make sense did you say if we don't drink them you donate money to charity or would were we meant no. to drink them for you to donate the money
2: you you were meant to drink them for me to donate. So the, the whole idea was to put your guilty conscience on the line to drink uh, a really, really bad drink for you. Because I was gonna donate I donated to um breast cancer awareness. So I, I donated I think it was a hundred dollars each. So it was two hundred bucks. And I said if you drink all the Mountain Dew over the year, I will donate a hundred dollars to breast cancer. Uh so breast cancer research. All right, George so, and I are just uh, terrible people yeah.
0: then. <laughs> well, that was the
2: whole idea. Was I thought that you guys would be like, okay, we'll just have a cup, like a a cup of Mountain Dew, like a week, and then just get through it. And then I donate mm-hmm. the hundred. I thought it was gonna be really funny because I was gonna recap it through the episodes. But then you guys were like, absolutely not! I'm not putting that absolute filth in my body. And I was like, Alright, oh, I just donate anyway because I felt bad at that point because I was like, oh, I can't just not donate now. <laughs> so yeah. I just donated. What would we do that then- you. And then somebody else, somebody else drank the Mountain Dew at the gala, so it did get drunk. It's fine.
0: Everyone goes home. Whoever happy. the hero was, everyone's aware. Whoever the hero was at the yeah. gala.
2: Thanks for that. Thank you. Breast cancer awareness. All right.
0: Twenty twenty three predictions. Let me just rack my brain. What's going to happen this year <laughs> in this sport? Such a great question. I have no 20, idea.
1: I'm gonna. I'm gonna go off. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. Morgan medals in the 10k in Budapest
2: <laughs> in a new if
1: that happens I will cut one of my fingers
0: no no, no just, don't ooh, say, yeah. that. Do say that do not say
2: that because you don't know what's going to happen <laughs> do not say that Morgan just say if that happens Morgan that has to buy if that happens Morgan has to buy me and George dinner for a week deal you
1: heard, you heard it here deal deal alright
2: that that's George, money. George Best George prediction. prediction. Uh Morgan, do you have yours?
0: No. Can you do you have one?
2: Uh kind of. I do have one. <laughs> I have I, I wanna have
0: one for for sorry. I I was gonna have one for George, but I don't know what event George is running this year, so it makes it really difficult. So yeah. So I can't really predict on that right now, but sorry, go ahead, Ollie.
2: Well, I'm gonna predict on George, so I have two predictions, though. Go ahead. I have a team prediction for our team, and then I have an individual prediction. I've chosen George Beamish. My prediction for George is that he will medal, medal slash make the final of the steeplechase in Budapest. Um, (laughs) And then my team prediction is we're going to go to another wedding, and it'll be a wedding of a teammate uh, in the OAC. That's my team prediction for 2023. Oh, that, okay. That's actually
0: a, that a pretty prediction. wild prediction. that's very bold. That's bold. Not the, the George. I am standing by it. the George one. <laughs> the George one is not that bold because I could. Okay, it's well, I, we haven't talked about that can that kind of worms. But if if George does run a steeple, I think he's going to be amazing and like one of the best. I think a good medal. But for someone to get married on our team, then no one's engaged. So that would be a real quick turnaround for engagement I should, I, to wedding.
2: I, <laughs> I changed my I changed my answer. Oh, you can't Engaged take it, back. Or you can't take it back. On our team. No, you already said what? it. And you already oh, said that you stand did. by it. Oh, god damn it.
1: All right, fine. I think I think you two. I think you're gonna All have right. to get married. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually we could
0: do that. Yeah. I mean we we didn't say what the negative repercussions were of these not coming true, but if we just really wanted to stand by them and make them happen, we we I'd, it's probably not that hard for us to, to get married. I mean, we live together. No. Just go down have to Vegas. Wedding. A coffee club. where the guys Carry the
2: the rings. The around. rings. All the fans come down to Vegas. Watch us get married.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. All
0: right. uh, I'm trying to think of my predictions, and like I wanted to like say say something like negative. Well, you guys have both said <laughs> that someone else is gonna is, is gonna meddle. So I I mean obviously. I would... It's not even a prediction to say that Ollie is going to medal. That's just like a pretty good... That's just like a pretty smart bet. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that's just something you should probably put it's money like, on.
0: <laughs> yeah, like like you look at the odds, you're like, yeah, I'll take those. Like I could definitely see Ollie meddling this year. So, I mean, if you want to count that, there's that. What about no not telling? We need, we need <laughs> something to say. Oli
2: doesn't make the final. <laughs> yeah, what was the, the, the negative? The best? <laughs> if... Yeah, Morgan, yeah, if Morgan said, oh, he didn't make the final in Budapest and I don't make the final, Ritz watches this back and goes, God damn it! Right, so, yeah.
0: unfortunately, Unfortunately, there's no nothing after Budapest for you to have like your big redemption arc. So, it's kind of all in for Budapest this year. So, I can't really say anything bad about it. Uh, I think you're going to just go there and crush it and then probably crush everything. I think probably this year the i
2: don't
0: know i feel like something has to go wrong with though no i can't <laughs> say that i can't say that that's putting too much bad
2: <laughs> uh you, it's already out there now it's already out there now. <laughs> much bad you do. Out what
0: there. If, see uh, the thing is i was gonna say okay can i make my prediction for 2024 already because this would make more sense to make for 2024 is i was gonna say someone will go because up to this point no one's left on and gone to a different shoe company i don't think i could be wrong on that but i think the year after that someone will leave on and go to nike that's my prediction for 2024 just getting a little bit ahead because that would be like kind of a wild thing to happen because the way on looks at stuff is like as the newcomer like we're coming in here like disrupting like doing all this cool shit but i think by then on will be established enough that things go the other way so shit that's my 2024 prediction i'm getting out of the way now so i don't still have a 2023 prediction yet technically so
2: i have a I I wanted to, to have out. another prediction now because the one came to my head and i just fuck.
1: i don't think there was the a, i don't think there was a limit one of the
2: one of the major groups okay one of the major groups running groups will disband It's my prediction the 23 24 one of the major mm. groups that we have in the running world, will disband and will no longer exist. I get, like probably I, Brooks Beast. Think... Are they a major running group?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So to give context, to, context to your prediction, what do you consider to be a major running group?
2: <laughs> uh, I, I don't just know. Probably, I you probably I just probably, probably like Bowman. Bowman. Union Union yeah. Union Track Club OTC OAC UAC Let's Be Free um, <laughs> Brooks I guess Brooks counts uh, and I yeah I can't think of OAC Europe OAC Mike uh, OAC, OAC, Is OAC, Elite Team Smith Team Boss Former Team Mike Mike Smith kettle official Elite um, Yeah any of those teams. Just to no longer exists.
0: What about TaylorMade Elite?
2: Oh, that's gonna that's gonna grow. That's gonna be one of the biggest groups in the world. That's- I mean, their merch is already sold out, so it's a real shame. But I actually, don't it's know that but- crazy
0: they had merch so much so long before us. I don't know if we've talked yeah. about it on the podcast. If because we got really excited that OAC was gonna have merch because at the summit they showed us some fire designs fire designs <laughs> and they looked sick i was so excited to see them and then they got canned so for anyone yeah. cuz we actually do get a lot of questions in our DMs the cheeky slide the DMs hey do you guys have any info on OAC merch our update is that it got canned it's it's not happening in the near future it's not in the pipeline unfortunately <laughs> it's, it, extremely got taken disappointing. Out. it was in the pipeline for a long time and then somehow they got yeah. it out of the pipeline and it's in the garbage. It's, extre-
2: it, <laughs> got <deactivated>. it's extremely <laughs> it's extremely, disappointing. It really is because you, you'd expect every other team, including TaylorMade, who just formed, have merch. They have stuff you can buy if you're a fan, which is, I think, an unreal thing to have. If you're a fan of the sport, you can buy a piece of it. Um, I'm pretty disappointed, but I never, me and George never got to see what the merch was which is also a huge disappointment because i don't know where we'd find images of it now because it's completely been scrapped by on they don't think it's worth it uh which is you know their opinion uh and also canceled. like i also feel better for the fans now why well, okay i might get cancelled because i'm about to say i feel better for the fans because they're not spending 700 dollars on a t-shirt that you know hopefully later on in the track they Maybe make a t-shirt that's not seven hundred dollars, and like a high school fan who doesn't have seven hundred dollars could buy that t-shirt. Uh, who knows? Maybe uh, Coffee Club can pick up the scrap and hopefully get something out there. But in general, I Our merch do feel really upset about it. Still in the pipeline. <laughs> Our merch is still in the pipeline. It's not cancelled. Our merch is not cancelled. It's still there in the pipeline. However, with the OEC merch, I, I feel like Line. in the pipeline. Yeah, a lot of clogs. But I feel like in general, like I'm pretty disappointed because I'd love to see OAC merch out there. But I feel I'd feel pretty bad if, as a high school kid, asking his parents or asking friends to donate money for him to buy a $700 t-shirt that you could probably get at best and less for five dollars. So, yeah, I have to I, no, I, I, I have to
0: say the merch was planned to be not not expensive. the The merch was planned to be like normal. Oh, okay. Price. Well, then
2: it wasn't. Why it got Okay, yeah. then redact redact what I said. <laughs> What I said it probably wasn't nah, premium. It, was, it wasn't. It wasn't Swiss engineering premium brand.
0: It was. It was. It was sick. Honestly, like it was very cool. We'll, we can yeah, probably get the. Power that's the one and thing we can that, watch it together and cry.
2: Yeah, that was <laughs> the one thing that when George and I and Mario, sorry, Mario was also involved at the track doing testing. When we came back from the track, the team was super amped and super excited about this merch. So the people that did it and were like show, showing them what they have planned were like. The whole team was just super excited and amped. And I've never seen the team like that for for, for merchandise or anything. Like it was just really cool because you had that energy and that vibe that they had something very, very cool and very unique to offer. And yeah, it's just disappointing that we we won't get to see it. But maybe in the future, they change their minds or they bring it back in if, uh, you know, we get a few medals out there or um, I don't know i don't know yeah, i don't think also, i think
0: probably the biggest issue all is that you haven't run quick enough i think if you ran a little quicker then then they would make the merge so um not to put it all on you or anything
2: but 330 no, no, I, yeah just, I, just ain't I, also gonna be, I also gotta be 346 okay, i also better. gotta be a better teammate i gotta be a better teammate i gotta um, <laughs> yeah, this is the part of the, the brand
1: <laughs> where it spirals <laughs> downward out of control well, oh, yeah it's 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 an that hour it's an moment. hour
2: seven in no one's like the only people listening are the people that like don't yeah you know, <laughs> no want to one's listening stuff.
0: anymore this is just for us this is just, <laughs> just for us, us for at us. this point george this is this is i therapy. need to go
1: find this, i need to go this find called, <laughs> yeah, need to call
2: three bodies yeah you need to go find <laughs> him right. um, but yeah <laughs> uh, it's,
1: it's it's no, I it's, I we can't probably, we can't we can't
0: we can wrap My it up rubbish. before we say anything that's kind to be too, <laughs> too uh, controversial. I mean, maybe we've already, yeah. already overstepped. That we'll see. But um, we say that every episode, but I mean, we're honestly, still here. So <laughs> somehow, somehow, somehow. But no, some great predictions there from the boys. We'll see what comes true in a year from now. But I think that's it from us. Ollie, once again, good luck. Good luck, Go Ollie. Crush it tonight.
2: Thank you. Excited, um, to excited, on to OAC. excited to represent and on an OAC. Excited to represent on OAC at the uh, and Coffee Club, mostly, mostly all those three, mostly <laughs> all those three, mostly all those three. What nice. a lovely twenty twenty two.
0: Yeah, That's it for us. Another year. Uh, the Oh, one one year recap for us is that we did it every single week except one week, which I I crunched the numbers. If we continue to do that until we die, we're going to have a lot of podcast episodes. So we're on track. <laughs> you crunch to... the numbers
1: and you decided there's going to be a lot.
0: <laughs> if nothing else, if nothing else, we'll have a lot of episodes if of the podcast if we keep we that leave rate up. So else pat on pat on the back for us. <laughs> pat on the back. Quality over no quantity over quality. We'll keep them coming once a week. That's the coffee club motto. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it for us. Episode 66 of the show. Thank you everyone for listening. Happy New Year's. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.